You are listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. I'm Justin Allman. On our show, we discuss agronomy, grain marketing, and other topics to help you improve profitability on your farm. Now, mid-May is quickly approaching, and if you think the same way as your neighbor, you might be thinking about one or more of the following questions. At what point do I switch to an earlier maturity corn hybrid? Should I be concerned about any corn that's already planted? When the next planting window arrives, is it better for me to plant corn or soybeans? How do I need to be adjusting my soybean population as we get later into the planting season? And finally, have I lost the nitrogen I put down last fall? Today's guest, Brad Cook, Golden Harvest Agronomist, is going to help me answer these questions for you and more. Here is our conversation. All right, well, today is May 6th, it's Friday, and we're sitting here with Brad Cook, Golden Harvest Agronomist. And uh, Brad, larger operations, we've seen a lot of tractors out in the field. Um, Some guys out there planting as much corn as they have been able to ahead of the recent rain events. Uh, Others have been planting beans or have gotten a start on corn, but nothing too aggressive. I know you look at the calendar now, it's, it's not early anymore, but it's not necessarily what we would call late, but if May of 2022 is like May of 2021, it could get late pretty easily on us. Uh, So I guess the question that I have for you is, as you drive around, uh, what are you seeing in our region, in our area? Uh, Have you seen some of these early planted corner beans that are up? Yeah, well, good afternoon, Justin. Um, So I would definitely say 2022 is is a delayed planting situation in Illinois. Um, specifically West Central Illinois here. Um, I've taken in my travels this week here as it's, as it's rained, I've literally seen one field of corn, uh, in my whole territory emerged. So, you know, planting progress is absolutely delayed. Um, there's definitely some crop in the ground, um, but the lion's share of it still needs planted. I think what has been planted is going to be okay agronomically. We've had a high frequency of rains, which has kept us, for the most part, planters parked for the most part. We've <clears throat> different geographies have had two to four or five days to run. I think what's in the ground is going to be okay because we're not completely saturated and we've got a good forecast ahead of us. Um, that said, there's still a lot of crop to be put in the ground and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of decisions to be made on. Do I start with corn? Do I start with soybeans? Do I switch varieties? Things like that are questions being asked right now. Yeah, so we recently got a Golden Harvest Agronomy in Action newsletter that you actually authored. And in that, you said, quote, I can say with confidence that switching hybrids or varieties over the next few weeks will cost a grower money, end of quote. So what did you mean by that? Yeah, so what I mean by that is looking at the first two weeks of May, you are still at 100% yield potential um, with your full relative maturity corns. And and really, w- with, with any corn, if we can get this corn crop planted by the middle of May, the 10th through the 15th, everybody's still at, at by the data, 100% yield potential. Of course, you know, Mother Nature can, can curveball that at any time, but... 
historical data would show that. And so if a grower were to switch from a planned full season variety or hybrid, whether that's 115 or 110, depending where he's at, and switch that by, say, five relative maturity points, he's going to lose money in the next few weeks because the data would show for about every five relative maturity drop in this area, you're losing 10 to 15 bushels per acre historically. And yield potential. And yield potential mm-hmm. based upon relative maturity. So we're, we're not at what I call the switch point yet. Um, to where you would switch from a what you would deem on your farm as full full season relative maturity, we need we're we're, we're at least three to four weeks from that switch point to where you're gonna you would then be losing money or would be your ROI would go negative from still planting that full season. So about June first is when a producer needs to consider switching from a fuller season to a shorter season. Correct. May 25th through June 1st, depending on where you're at in the state, um, is kind of that switch point. And shorter season hybrids, as you said, have less yield potential. But then also there's some shorter season hybrids are just not designed for a fuller season environment. Yeah, and that's right. And and there's always the anomaly. I mean, we have a couple, as you know, a couple 110-day relative maturity products that well, actually yield with some of our full season products. So there's some anomalies. But in general, your fuller season varieties, for example, take heat better. They may be more resistant to certain diseases that you get in a southern maturity. So by switching those out, you may inherently be be face, putting yourself up for more disease risk or drought or heat tolerance risk when you don't need to. And so that's the second point of all this, and there's research to back it up through Purdue and other universities, um, where as you plant corn later, it literally physiologically senses that. It senses more GDUs, or growing degree units, per day early on, and actually it takes less GDUs to get it to pollination. So it senses that and resets its growing mechanisms to where it's about six to seven growing degree days less per day to get to its physiological point of of pollination. Okay, so just to kind of sum up what you're saying, later planted corn will mature faster than earlier planted corn and just requiring fewer growing degree units. And a lot of that, most of that, the bulk of that is happening in the vegetative state. That's a great summary. There's science behind it that we don't need to get into. All a grower needs to understand is that he can still plant a full season product well through the month of May and be okay from a frost standpoint. And regarding emergence, corn planted in our window next week isn't going to be all that much farther behind than corn that's already in the ground. That's exactly right, because we, it, it takes roughly 120 growing degree days from planting to emergence. We haven't accumulated a lot of those in the last two to three weeks of what's been planted. So my, my hypothesis is that we're going to see corn planted next week emerge not much less than the corn we've had in the grounds for the last two to three weeks. I still think the corn 
planted to date is going to be okay. But I think you'll see those emergence timings relatively similar um, as we plan into, say, almost 80 degree soil temperatures mid to end of next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then let's talk about nitrogen. You referenced the recent rain events we've had. In, in all of this um, consistent, persistent rain that has we've received, have we been losing our nitrogen? That's a great, that's a great question. I've <clears throat> had a lot of those discussions here this week. The, my big picture answer is no. I do not think we've lost a lot of our nitrogen, and there's two main reasons for for that for that um, my my hypothesis. I still think there needs to be testing. I think every grower needs to go out and test a field or two and see where they're at here um, once they get the corn up and going. The rain events we've had have been frequent, which is what's kept planters out of the field, but they haven't been torrential, meaning in large amounts at one time that would cause leaching effects of, say, nitrate. Also, I do not think that a lot of the nitrogen that's applied, whether it was in the fall, certainly in the spring, has reached the nitrate point because we haven't been warm enough from a soil temperature perspective to go from ammonium to nitrate yet. Um, again, that that's testing would, would conclude that, but by my analysis of soil temperatures and knowing the processes, I don't think we've nitrified a lot of our applied nitrogen already, even fall. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to get to that point real quick. Next week, that's going to start. Soil temperatures are going to raise enough for that to happen. And any subsequent rainfall after next week, we're going to have nitrate in the, in, in the, in the soil to, to leach. But so I don't think we've gotten there from a soil temperature perspective, and we haven't gotten there from a from an, an amount standpoint to, to do that, even if we did have a lot of nitrate in, in the ground to begin with. So um, I'm not too worried about nitrogen yet. Again, it needs to be monitored and, and watched because as you and I have talked over the last year or two, <clears throat> as you know, nitrogen is one of those four main components to grain yield when it comes to corn. And with 7 to $8 corn, we need to have our nitrogen out there to, to make bushels. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you referenced this planting window we, we will have next week. Should a producer be getting aggressive planting corn during this window? Or if they have beans that still need to get in the ground, should they be planting their soybeans? Yeah, that, that's going to be, that's the great question and the, the great dilemma, right? The, the the easy question is if you've, if you've got multiple planters, go out and plant both, <laughs> right? Um, but if, if, if I had to give a recommendation to a grower, if he had to pick between the two, at this point in the calendar, I would be planting corn. <clears throat> the yield potential drop as we go on here through May is much more for corn than it is for soybeans. Yes, you and I have talked about early planting soybeans and the yield bump you can get from that for various reasons. Some guys got some soybeans in. Um, they're still not up. So, it, it, again, it, it gets to it's It's all about... Until they emerge, you really haven't started the race, right? Um, so 
<clears throat> again, I think we'll have situations where beans go on the ground next week that will be up just about the same time as beans that went in two or three weeks ago. So just to understand that. But back to the initial question, we have we there's much more potential for yield yield potential loss in corn than there is for soybeans. So I'd be going out and getting my corn in the ground if that's what I had to be doing and then and then finishing up with soybeans. I'd be doing both. Yeah. At the same in a perfect t- world a, we're doing both. E- exactly. But if you've doing had to choose one or the other, get your corn in yes. because it's going to drop off worse than beans as we get late. Correct. Yep. Okay, now if you are planting beans, uh what would you recommend uh say starting with a fuller season bean or an early season bean at this point? At at this at this point you know, a lot of growers, and we, you know, we we coached uh, to have you know typically a 0.5 relative maturity spread. So you know, maybe a 3.5 to a 3.9 or a 3.0 to a 3.5. Um, I would certainly go out there this next week and get my earlier beans in. <clears throat> and with soybeans, it's almost the opposite. As you delay planting, you want to. You want to use later maturity products to utilize so that they grow more vegetatively through the reproductive. So soybeans are indeterminate, right? So they grow they grow vegetatively and start reproducing all at the same time. And so the, the earlier the soybean, they will stop that vegetative growth and start reproducing sooner than a more full season that will keep vegetatively growing while flowering as well. So what does that matter? It matters you'll get more nodes. So they'll keep growing and get more nodes. And so as you delay planting with soybeans, you want to use a later later product. So again, if you've got a, in the shed, you've got a, a 3.5 to a 4.0, I'd go out and get my 3.5s and 3.7s in the ground. And, and finish up with my my three nine four O's. Now, Justin, if you plant them all in three to five days, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, but it, if it were to turn wet, and cor- next thing you know, it's early June or something. Correct. Have my later season in the shed to finish with. Okay. So speaking on later planted soybeans, we need to be bumping our population after we get past May tenth. Is that right? Yeah. So my my general rule of thumb is. Past May 10, I tell growers about 10,000 plants per acre additional per week. Uh, that's rule of thumb. That's that's give or take. You know, you could you could use the 15th, but certainly as we get into the end of May, into June, you want to jump that population. <clears throat> Again, it's all about getting more nodes. The later you plant soybeans, it's it's all about trying to maximize node production. So the later you plant, you, the the less the beans are going to grow and, and produce more nodes. That's why you use a later maturity, so they keep growing longer to produce more nodes. So that's one way to buffer that. The, a second way to buffer getting more nodes out in the field per acre is to have more population per acre. Mm-hmm. And 140 is probably kind of the standard, or that's pretty common for a starting baseline bean population. It is. And, it, you know, again, if you're able to <clears throat> roll the planter out of the shed here next Monday and, and start planting, I think 140 is, is just fine for to get started. 
as we delay past the next few weeks, I'd start bumping that up a little bit. Certainly as you get into June, that's when I want to see, you know, 15 to 25% higher population, again, to achieve more plants, to achieve more nodes. And something that I've um, learned about through previous interviews is as we uh, get later in the season, there's more of an advantage for closer spaced rows for beans also. Yeah, it's all about capturing the sunlight. So it's all about canopy closure. A, to capture that sunlight for photosynthesis, and then B, for for weed control, mm-hmm. um, getting that fa- faster canopy. So, you know, again, you get a window next week where you can roll all the planters you got, and you put some beans out in 30-inch rows on on May 10th, I'm, I'm good. I'm, get, a, get them in the ground right now is, where, is what my recommendation would be. If we would get delayed again, and now we're talking end of May into June, that's when I'd be pulling out the narrow, using my mm-hmm. narrow, most narrow planter I have, whether that's a 20-inch planter or a 15-inch planter or a, a drill or whatever. I think <clears throat> through April, through mid-May, honestly, just get them in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, that that narrow row piece <clears throat> really comes into play as, as we get late. Okay. Any closing thoughts on any of the above topics? No, I think, um, I think next week is going to be... Um, it's gonna it's gonna be precious time. Um, we're we're gonna get past Mother's Day for once, where where we can't plant Mother's Day massacre. Mother's Day massacre, where it where it's too wet to plant, so we're all gonna appease our mothers and wives. Even if the weather's good, park the planter on Mother's Day. Even if you can go Sunday, park it. Wait till Monday or Tuesday. And that and so I one so one last thought on that. For once <laughs> it's been a while to where we've had a seven to day for, seven to ten day forecast without a chance of rain. So I think what you would see and what would not be good is if we did have a chance, say a, a big chance Wednesday, Thursday, you would have guys going out Mother's Day or Monday or Tuesday and pushing things and planting the crop into sub sub conditions that are subpar mm-hmm. for germination, for stand, for root growth, both on corn and beans. I would say my, my closing comments would be have patience, enjoy Mother's Day. We've got a window to where you, you, we can wait until it's fit. One of that, you know, depending on the farm and area here, county, I don't know if that's Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, but even after that, we're going to have three, four, five, six days, at least as of now, mm-hmm. according to the forecast of good running. So my closing comments is don't push it. Wait till the soil's fit to get a good stand and maximum yield potential. Sure. And we'll talk more in the future about fertility needs, weed management, disease protection. We'll cover, you know, anything growers have well, questions let's on. Let's get the crop in the ground and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next step. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Brad. All right. That does it for today. If you have additional agronomy questions not addressed in this episode, 
feel free to shoot me a message at 309-337-9081, or you can email us at heritageagseeds at gmail.com. Now, if you're not yet a Golden Harvest customer and you'd like to take a first look at one of our products, we have a special in-season offer you'll want to take advantage of. And don't forget, our 0% Golden Advantage financing is still available. That's 0% interest, so you don't have to pay a penny on your order until December 2nd, 2022. If that's something you're interested in, reach out again, 309-337-9081 or heritageagseeds at gmail.com. We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.